I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. There's no doubt that the federal website, healthcare.gov, has gotten off to a rocky start. The site and its systems support the health insurance exchanges for more than 30 states under the Affordable Care Act. However, 16 states are operating their own exchanges. And while many of them have also had some technical glitches since launching on October 1st, the state exchanges, for the most part, are operating more smoothly. Among the states operating their own exchange is Washington. Today I'm speaking with Kurt Kwok, CIO at the Washington Health Benefit Exchange. Kurt will be describing how operations have been going so far on the Washington State Exchange and what lessons can be learned. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Marianne. Glad to be here. Thank you. Now, when the Washington Health Benefit Exchange opened on October 1st, you had a few technical glitches that needed to be ironed out those first few days. What were those glitches, and have those problems been fixed? So we tested pretty extensively prior to our go live, uh, integrated testing, user acceptance testing, and even limited consumer usability testing, and especially the end-to-end testing with CMS directly toward the Federal Data Services Hub. The concern we had was we were testing to templates and what we call stub data or test data, and they weren't actually production data. So the glitches that we ran into on 10.1, I believe, were caused by just unforeseen things that came because production data and, and production system wasn't available until real late in the game. And, and also, in our own system, we did have unforeseen issues with uh, user behaviors. So a certain way the users were using the system caused the system's load balancing issues, and it did impact one of the web servers, one of uh, three that we had in our system, so we quickly got on it, and unfortunately, we had a pretty extensive downtime at the beginning, two to three hours, but we quickly got on it, fixed it, resolved it, and we had a pretty extensive maintenance window that night. So it really took that morning and, and that evening to really get down to the issues and get to where we are today. And as of now, are those issues all resolved, or do you have like technical glitches here and there that you need to straighten out on a daily basis or every so often? Those issues that we experienced on 10.1 and 10.2 have been mitigated, but we do have other defects and functionality, things that we're running into now that the system is fully functional and and people are enrolling uh, that we're addressing as we go. Just like any new system, we're finding things here and there that we need to address and tune. Now, despite those few technical glitches that you've had at your state exchange For the most part, your exchange and the other state exchanges, the ones that are operated by the the states, have seem to have had a lot fewer technical issues than the federal site. Why do you think that's the case? I answered this to one of the uh, presses uh, here locally, and and my personal opinion is I I, I think it's the, the magnitude and the scope of what the federal exchange is trying to do, which is to serve 30 plus states. Versus from our case, we were focusing on Washington and Washington State only. So one eligibility system, one state to focus on, a set of requirements that are tailored to state of Washington, and we were able to focus on that from day one. 
where if you look at the federal perspective, they're looking at 30 different eligibility systems, 30 different states, 30 different sets of requirements. Yeah, I can't even imagine how big and how complex that would be. So I think that's the biggest reason, but that's my personal opinion. If more states would have chosen to operate their own exchanges, do you think these problems might have been fewer for the government's federal side? Oh, it, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because uh, all the states, state-based exchanges used uh, different methods. Only constant was the blueprint and CMS processes that we deployed across. That's the only common thing, but from anywhere between the system integrator and method of testing and method of build were fairly different from state to state. So it's hard to say if that would be the case or not. But the fact that federal exchange had to accommodate so many states all at one time, that would have been a tough task to begin with. What lessons have you learned from the Washington exchange so far that you think could be helpful to other exchanges and especially to the federal site? From the CIO's perspective, my perspective, I think the biggest lesson is don't expect the first day to go perfect. You know, although we thoroughly tested our platform based on our plan, the actual production services to the federal hub, they weren't really fully available to us until the day of the go live. And like I said earlier, we were using test data and test templates to test, and, and they went fairly well before our go live. But it was really hard to predict if the first day was going to go well or not. So I think number one lesson learned is don't expect to go perfect the first day and just be ready to jump on the system and fix things as, as you encounter them. Now, what do you think is the secret sauce to operating these exchanges smoothly and securely? From our perspective, I think our secret sauce is not varying from the original plan. So we had a blueprint, and we had a plan that we agreed with CMS on, and we stuck with it. We stuck with the plan, and we stayed fully aligned with CMS and other dependent partners like IRS and SSA and just maintained full transparency of our testing and our plan and, and our status. And we also used uh, a quality assurance groups and internal verification groups to make sure each step of the way is validated. So we didn't take any shortcuts. We were disciplined, and we stuck with the plan and executed on that plan. Now, while technical issues are being fixed on the healthcare.gov site, the systems there are brought down for several hours each night. And in addition, there have been a number of unexpected outages on that site. Have any of those issues impacted the Washington State Exchange? And if so, how are you addressing those issues? The healthcare.gov site outage and maintenance does not impact us directly. But we have experienced maintenance and downtimes with what we call the Federal Federal Data Services Hub that we all rely on as part of the eligibility determination process. And, and also the fact that the healthcare.gov relies on the hub as well, it impacts them the same way. But from public side, it doesn't matter. It just looks like our system is down. So what we do is uh, we're very methodical and careful in how we communicate to our stakeholders and to our communities in our websites and also our communication team that the federal hub is down and we're currently in maintenance mode. We also appreciate their patience while this thing is being worked on. So I think it comes down to communication, media communication, and full transparency of what components of the systems are down and whatnot.
Now, as you just mentioned, the uh, Federal Data Services Hub is an important part of the various states' own eligibility process as they let consumers apply to these systems, and that the Federal Data Services Hub routes data from federal systems like IRS and Homeland Security to the states. Mm -hmm. Overall, what is your assessment of how the Federal Data Services Hub has been working? There's been problems, but overall, has it been able to function in a way that you're able to do what you have to do? From Washington's perspective, and from a pure eligibility determination process through the Federal Data Services Hub, Marianne, I believe it's been going it's been going great. It's going as the way we tested before the go live. It's uh, determining and, and confirming the eligibility of our consumers, and then they're able to uh, complete their enrollment as evidenced by the, the enrollment numbers that we have been publishing on a weekly basis. So from my perspective, it's going as well as it could, and uh, we're going to continue to work with CMS and the Federal Data Services Hub site to improve internal processes, but for now, it's going as we predicted. Now, among the criticism of the healthcare.gov project is that end-to-end testing of the integrated systems components was done only a couple of weeks before the site went live, and that security testing was also rushed. How much time did you spend testing and security testing the Washington Exchange before you went live, and what did you find from that testing that helped you to better prepare for going live? You know, I think the statement, uh, because I heard this from the press and from some of the testimonials, I think it's a little exaggerated because the testing actually began way back when, and I wouldn't be surprised if healthcare.gov also started their testing way back when. Now, when you get down to what they called end-to-end testing through the Federal Data Services Hub as an example for the eligibility determination components, security of the data, and things like that, we had what we call wave testing through the hub, and each state went through it and um, I'm guessing the federal side also went through that. And I admit that was delayed because of the full availability of the versions of the hub. But, you know, I wish we had more time to test. I mean, don't get me wrong, and we, we all wish we had more time to test. But we were constrained by 10.1. But I believe we were we sufficiently tested all components of our system, all components of the, the critical areas. And even though they say they had a couple of weeks before the site went live, if they took a similar approach that we did, I'm confident they also did what they needed to do to uh, be prepared for 10-1. So I can't really speak on their behalf, but testing, we all could have used more time. But I believe a sufficient testing was completed. You've been operating your exchange for a little more than a month. Have yes. you had any security or privacy breaches to date? And looking ahead, what are the biggest security and privacy threats that you think your exchange, as well as the other exchanges, will need to address? Data and security breaches, no. We have not had anything that we would call breaches. Uh, But there's absolutely uh, concerns. And because we treat security and data protection very seriously here at the Washington Benefit Exchange, and it's always at the top of our priority, as part of our day-to-day operations, we are very, very careful and always concerned and always keep our eyes open for any potential incidents, we would call it. So anywhere between PII or personally identifiable information and even P2 
PHI, the health information that could traverse to our system, we're very careful in encrypting and securing the data and ensuring that data gets to the endpoint, like through the Federal Data Services Hub and stay there. And when it, when they do come back, we ensure they're fully encrypted and, and protected as it reaches the endpoint toward the correspondence reports for our consumers. So throughout that process, there's definite risks, but we're definitely on top of that, and we have security protocols set to protect that type of information. So the risks are always there, Marianne, but we are on top of it, and we'll keep our eye on it as, as we go forward. What do you think are the biggest risks? Are you most worried about insiders, hackers? Um, you know, what sorts of worries that you're addressing to make sure that everything is safe? Oh, external uh, breach is definitely on top of our list to keep our eyes open. That's why we have um, intrusion detection systems and uh, multiple firewalls, uh, multiple layers of protection for the consumers as they log in and, and passwords. Uh, we have a fairly extensive protocol in protecting accessibility like that. But we also uh, do believe internal breach and internal incidents are a possibility. So even our internal staff here who may have access to certain information uh, could fall into that category if there is an incident. So we remind our staff here to be very careful with any information related to the benefit exchange and follow the protocols laid out instead. And we even have a security, privacy and security governance to continue to oversee the policies and and ongoing efforts to protect uh, consumer information. So we're we're doing everything we can at this point to to protect ourselves as well as our consumers and their data. Thank you, Kurt. I've been speaking Uh to Kurt Kwok of the Washington State Health Insurance Exchange. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.